Ladies and gentlemen, we'd like to get underway. They're going to find their seats and remember to enjoy the show. Thank you. Well, hey there, guys. Hi. How's it going? <laughs> How you doing? <laughs> Welcome to Coming of Age. This is a, um, a movie review podcast. And uh, discussion and jokes. <laughs> it's, yes. it's about all of it. It's got some comedy. It's got some culture. <laughs> it's got some art. A little, 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 little bit. A little bit of improv. <laughs> a lot of awkward. <laughs> a little bit of scripted this episode. Yeah. Trying something new. We're going to introduce you to some new things, a new format kind of. Um, so just bear with us. We're still trying to iron out some kinks. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, let us know what you think Yeah, when you hear it. Comment below and subscribe. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, you are joined by Chase Cummins. Oh, thank One you. One of your hosts. And Alan Loosebrock, your thank other you. host. Thank you very Beautiful much. Beautiful host. Ooh, <laughs> thank you so much. Um, but, um, okay, so we usually start off the podcast by talking about things that we have watched within the past week or so. And uh, we're going to do that today. Most of the things we've watched have been together. So we're actually going to, uh, next week, we're going to start implementing a point system. Yes. Not sure what we're going to call it. We're going to come up with some super awesome, yeah, clever it's name. Super it's gonna be, clever. Uh, You're going to love it. Yeah, it's going to be great. Um, and so it's going to be a weekly competition in between me and Chase on who watched what and how many points we were awarded for watching that content. Yeah, and so each thing that we can watch is going to be awarded a certain amount of points based on its genre or its length or the streaming platform it's on or whether it's a movie or a show and there's we're coming up with a whole system it's going to be really fun yeah and uh negative points if you watch anything with michael sheen (laughs) not michael sheen oh charlie sheen i meant to say michael bay and (laughs) charlie sheen mixed together yeah because when you mix them together, you get a pretty phenomenal English actor. <laughs> um, anyways, we're going to probably post that up, that list up soon. Maybe with maybe before you hear the episode where we've implemented it. Maybe not. But then you guys can play along with us. That's the goal eventually. Anyway. Yeah, you can beat us. You're definitely going to beat me. I think every week. Yeah, you'll, you'll get ahead sometimes. <laughs> I'm going to have to like take this seriously to beat you like at all you just gotta stop falling asleep (laughs) falling asleep is a huge one and we're actually going to talk about that right now as well because (laughs) uh we we watched uh mom and dad yes i i did you watched mom and dad i watched like half of it you watched most of it (laughs) i watched most of it you watched most of it (laughs) but i checked the fuck out i uh i didn't mean to i don't know i just it I didn't ended. know what it is. What happens to my body? <laughs> you just, <laughs> just you shuts just, off. It, I can't stop. I can't do it it's for the like for the last. You know. To be fair, we were intoxicated. I think it's what it is. I think it's the intoxication and the late hours. The late hours and the booze that definitely will put you under. I think it's just the booze, honestly. Yeah, you tend to stay awake if we're sober. You you're somewhat <laughs> bored sometimes. <laughs> But I just. But so it. am I. If we're sober, I just need it. <laughs> just I need it. 
I'm not an alcoholic. I need it. I'm not an alcoholic. I just need it. <laughs> I can't get through my day without it. You know, I read to this week that um, uh, heavy drinkers know when the liquor store closes, but alcoholics know when the liquor store opens. Ooh. Ooh. Hey, that's true. I can see that. Yeah. Because I totally know when it <laughs> I know closes. both, so. <laughs> I know both. But yeah, I would have numbers to. numbers go together, and I've memorized them. I'm never they're there both, at the They're open. both the same. It's 12-hour shift. It's 12 to 12, guys. They're open 12 to 12. It's easy. <laughs> Get a dish girl. Get to your six gold, okay? Twelve to twelve. That's solid working hours. But um but anyway, mom and dad, uh, if you've not heard of it, is a Nicolas Cage movie. It's um, Nicolas with, Cage and Selma Blair. Yeah. yeah. I don't even know I don't know anything else like really like like I don't know who directed it. Directing-wise or production or anything like that. Like I will say it's well shot, but strangely shot. There's some... Actually, there's some weird editing choices. There's some weird editing choices, but, like, they're, like... They're not necessarily bad. They kind of get you more engaged honestly like I, when i saw them i'm not saying that it's, they're like great choices i'm just saying like when i saw oh, them i was like choices. what the fuck just happened yeah. like and i was like alert they're they're better than just like like a, a lesser director or a lesser editor i guess i don't know who made those decisions would have just not done anything special there and even though what they did was kind of stupid mm-hmm. it was still kept my it like got me like oh the, <laughs> perk you up why perk, the fuck perk you up a little bit yeah, yeah. perked up a little bit like, what, the fuck? <laughs> what am i watching <laughs> yeah but what that's like what you want from any nicholas cage movie he's you want that feeling if you yeah. don't have that feeling you, then i don't know what movie you're watching you're you're either <laughs> watching one of the worst unwatchable nicholas cage movies or you're watching like adaptation yeah, which is just which solid, is amazing, solid, yeah. good movie. <laughs> yeah, you're either watching like top tier, literally like bottom of the trash barrel. Yeah, Nicolas Cage movies. I don't even know what the bottom of Nicolas Cage movies would be. Drive Angry is pretty fucking. Oh bad. yeah, yeah. We talked. <laughs> we we've tried to watch that. <laughs> yeah, that's really bad. But that's still like schlocky, weird, like Nicolas Cage. It's like, still going for like that schlockiness. Yeah, and I've never like, finished that movie. I think it probably gets no, ridiculous. Turn it the fuck off. But like, what about what's that like fucking wizard? movie? movie he made as well oh, like where um, he's like season of the witch season of the called. witch yeah, yeah never that, watched that i yeah i've not watched i've listened to other podcasts talk about that oh yeah uh how did this get made i think did an episode on it and uh, apparently from what they said it's not really even worth the time it's not exactly worth- that's what i'm saying i think like when i think of bottom of the barrel nicholas cage <clears throat> thinking it's, i think a season of the witch yeah. <laughs> even though i haven't seen it i just think like why the fuck would i watch that movie yeah what, what value does this piece of shit have Mm. Now I do want to see Moonstruck sometime. We might have to do that for a podcast episode. Moonstruck, what is that? It's Cher in Nicolas Cage. Ah, 80s yes, movie, yes, 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 yes. Highly acclaimed, and I think Cher won an Oscar for it. Jesus. And it was like nominated Best Picture, I think. I mean, just a ton of accolades. It's generally well regarded. So, eighties Nicolas Cage. It's like Raising Arizona era. Yeah, I would absolutely. Mm-hmm. What? Definitely That's awesome. That. Yeah. It's like in a, a romantic comedy, but it's like dark. Yeah, sounds yeah. fantastic. Yeah, love to love to see it. Definitely, we'll check that one out. All right, cool. Um, what else did we watch this week? Most so normally we're gonna go back and forth, and when we implement this system, it's gonna be the winner gets to 
talk about whatever fucking movie or show that they want to talk about from they get to start this conversation but this week is a weird week since most of the entertainment that either of us watched was actually together yeah so we don't really have any kind of like back and forth on this one we can just kind of tell you about what we watched (laughs) yeah yeah just normal business as usual um but i don't know i just i don't like what else do we watch i feel like we watch just like oh man like i i honestly can't remember everything i feel like there was another thing but we just watched like simple fucking bullshit we watched like youtube (laughs) shit we watched a lot of youtube videos um, I don't think that counts. Oh, as oh, 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 <laughs> we watched the Christopher Robin trailer. Oh yeah. Um, by the time this podcast comes out, this movie might be, out. maybe, yeah, who fucking know. knows? Who knows? You know, I have no idea when this is going to come out, honestly, but if you have not seen the Christopher Robin trailer, the first one, maybe there's going to be another trailer by the time this is released. Jesus Christ. You need to watch that trailer yeah. with Ewan McGregor. That's it. Ewan McGregor. Edge and and a little scary fucking horrific Pooh Bear. Yeah, a Pooh Bear from my nightmares. <laughs> <laughs> what to do? What to do? What to do? Oh, I know what to do indeed. <laughs> Pooh. Pooh? <laughs> I love you and McGregor going. I just love the it's like it's like whimsical the way they the the dialogue flows together what to do what to do what to do what yeah. to do indeed <laughs> and it's like they meant to do that obviously but like the way it's executed and the way like our culture and like comedy has changed and yeah. everything in the world is just like this is fucking ridiculous like yeah. just like I don't know it's so if you're into like acid culture at all, you look and, at that and you're just any like kind of anti comedy and Tim and Eric <laughs> shit. Like you're gonna watch that and be like, that is hysterical. Yeah, it's like what the fuck. Yeah. This is a nightmare. I hope the whole movie's actually like this. That would be crazy. And like it a becomes scary poo. And like it becomes like Robin's an actual <laughs> that would be fucking awesome. Up. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> it's not gonna be that. Yeah, no, it's not gonna be like that. Like, but really I just mean like animation. mistake mistakenly, like, you know, yeah. Just horrible and I don't know. It's very strange. Nightmare fuel. It's nightmare. It's uncanny yeah. as fuck. So the movie no one asked for. <laughs> yeah. No one. I never saw anything. <laughs> just like librarians. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no one asked for them no one wants those librarians but it's you and mcgregor you know people are gonna go see it because he's a charming man he's a great actor he's a great actor Fargo season three he made that show that season so fun to watch i was just talking okay so i was just talking to uh our friend david about fargo season three um because he didn't finish it because i told him you know kind of if you haven't watched it it's definitely worth you know watch it but but the end doesn't pan out as great as the other seasons and it's just not really wrapped up tightly or anything i i can see what it was trying to do and it almost did it it all no i can tell what it was trying to do it almost did but didn't do it it's literally okay we were talking about how it's literally just really nice like it, it just looks like it's gonna be awesome. Like it looks so good, and the actors are so good at acting. Yeah. But the actual subject is just like, it's it, it's interesting until it's, you realize what's going on. And it's like, not great. It's like it's literally just like things happening, 
yeah. they don't all connect. It's just like Fargo needs to have the connection. Yeah, it, it's and, yeah, Fargo's whole thing, at least for why season one and season two work so well, in my mind, is because the fate is almost like a character. And so all of these characters are ill-fated or not, are all connected in some way based on the other, based on the decisions certain characters make. Yes. And there's an impact in the world. And whether or not a character realizes another character's impacted their life, it's, as a viewer, you get the kind of the breadth of the scope of like how wide this web is and that web being fate. And it's like central to the theme. Yeah. And, and there is some of that. There is like some of it that's trying to do very, that. very well done. I'd say that the, my favorite part of the, uh, the whole series was the, uh, the two brothers, yeah, in the in in the the uh, house of I don't even know the the longer haired bald one I don't even remember his name from it U- Eunice or something yeah 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 something yeah. like that and uh, they're fighting over the stamp and then yeah. the the glass breaks on Eunice's head oh yeah and it, it and it, it stabs him in the neck the glass the glass is like stab- like that is so good for reasons that you would know if you watch the show yeah <laughs> um, i guess it doesn't matter we can talk about it now yeah. but well there's um, like a, there's like a weird cain and abel theme going on there and then it's like the good son accidentally kills the bad son they like flip it on its head <clears throat> and it's like purely by accident it's yeah. not on purpose um and so the the idea of like accidental like fate really mm. just like coincidences and, and consequences for decisions like the, the that's like basically the whole theme of the whole show but uh my favorite scene in season three is uh or favorite episode really is the one where they're doing the uh when carrie coon goes to la and she's oh, yeah. reading her stepfather's um like book and she's like trying to figure out what happened to him and like who he was and stuff and they keep cutting to those like don hertzfeld style animations um i thought that was like probably the most tightly written episode of the whole that yeah. whole season it was very interesting yeah for sure and that really drove home too like the the imp like there you're seeing the flashbacks of like her stepfather and the decisions he made as he was growing up that led him to where he was when he got killed and and like why his, like his name was changed and all this stuff and like which is all part of like his fate his outcome it's like it's all so tightly woven in together Ooh, sorry about that bump guys <laughs> it's all tightly woven in together with like the at that point with what the plot of the show is that uh uh of that season that it, it just felt i was like at that point i was like this this is going to be the best season of fargo yet yeah for sure it did feel like that a lot in the first like four episodes or yeah so. absolutely it was strange though i could you get like I don't know if I was just like too out of it or what, but like Ewan McGregor's accent, his like normal accent was coming through hard in some of the episodes. And, and especially I was, the later ones. The later ones, it's like they were like, like he just like kind of stopped so, trying. The mid, Midwest and it's like, oh, that guy's English. <laughs> it was like he was he, he was like doing like Irish or Scottish or some shit. Like, well, the it, Midwest accent is super similar to an Irish accent. If you listen to like, if you go to Canada, Northern Canada, the <laughs> uh, the which is an extension of that Midwest accent, it and then you put it next to an Irish accent, it's 
almost unrecognizable. Like it's. I'm just incredible. saying. I've been around a lot of people from Minnesota. I know, but I'm saying the etymology <laughs> of the accent is influenced and, by Irish. And his and his accent didn't sound like that at the no, beginning of the it, show. And then it got much more rolly and like it was just like what the fuck yeah. <laughs> like what the hell's going on like I don't know love the show <laughs> yeah I am excited I don't think there's gonna be another season if there is I'm totally excited but he said he had another idea <laughs> recently they said that he just he just Noah Hawley just announced that I, I'm pretty sure I'll have to double really? check yeah but he just announced like a week or two ago that he has an idea for season four and that he wants to move forward on the writing process and uh, I think FX is pretty much okay with with renewing it for one more yeah, season I'm sure they are honestly I mean it was it's been a super successful show it'd be so great far. if season three was just a fluke okay there's a podcast <laughs> that talks about uh um like Fargo mm. and it, like episode to episode it's called Odd G's. Um, and Odd G's. And I was listening to it while I was... It was only for season three, I'm pretty sure. Maybe maybe they did it for season two as well. But it, it seemed like it had just started. Because I, I couldn't find any like earlier seasons or episodes or anything. Um, just from when season three started. And I was listening to it. It's super interesting. Gives you some insight. And they have like some people like from the show actually on it and stuff. It's, like some people who like... Like they had like the person who like made all the music for it and stuff. And it's just... It's super interesting. And um, after the last episode came out, the show, like, they're like, they're like, okay, well, we'll see you next week for the last episode finale. Like, talk about it. And that episode never came out. The, fi- the finale episode of the podcast never came out. Really? Yeah. Which makes me think that they didn't like it and literally just like, we're like, Stopped. we're not going to talk about this. Because yeah. because the end is so like not up until that last episode, you're like, what's gonna happen? What's gonna happen? What's yeah. gonna happen? Yeah. And like I was literally like, damn. <laughs> they yeah. like didn't they even they didn't like, fall through. <laughs> they didn't even make a last one. They made this whole show, like had people from the show on it, like did a really good job, and then just like dropped along the just like, one. They're just like, no. It's <laughs> crazy. It I is crazy, that. yeah. It's totally crazy because I really wanted to hear after watching. I was like, I want to hear what what they have to say about this. And it's crazy. They just just quit. (laughs) They're like, I don't want to. I don't want to deal with this shit. (laughs) Yeah, that's crazy. I honestly, the last scene I kind of enjoyed. I thought it was a weird moment to cut away, but I get it like why they did that. But that whole episode had so many. It was rife with issues. Mm hmm. Um, like uh, they're there by there's like there's plot holes. Well, I just remember when like the second to last episode aired and finished. And I just remember being like, I don't know how they can wrap all All of this. this. Well, they started, they brought in like, it got magical realist as fuck in the middle mm-hmm. and they go oh, to that yeah. bowling alley and Ray wise is like God. And he keeps showing up to different characters. And then that Russian guy's like in the bowling alley and which is a huge reference to the big Lebowski and stuff. Yeah. It's like turning into Lynchian stuff. Like, it's already, like they brought in a Lynchian like character. Like he's, he's part of the Lynch troop. Yeah. He literally and is he, like, and then they bring him onto the show and then he's playing this Lynchian ask godlike character who they pretty much insinuate by the, by his last cameo that he is 
fucking god mm-hmm. or omniscient in you anyways um and and then there, there's like the, there's like this weird tarkovsky reference with the russian guy and then it cuts to like his whole it's like he's in the bowling alley and it cuts to like his whole hometown and this woman that he's like it's implied that he's like brutally killed and abandoned and done all this stuff and like his his whole hometown it's all black and white and they're just staring right at the camera and it's like confronting him and i was beautifully done i was like it gave me chills at the end of that episode i was like where the fuck is this show going yeah exactly um really excited me and then if nothing else you watch fargo season three for the feels yeah, it definitely will get you some good feels. You'll be a little disappointed at the end. But yeah, it'll get you yeah but feels. as long as you it know moments. that, you know, you yeah. can just go in knowing that you'll probably be all right. Yeah, but it has its moments. M- maybe you won't do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then that whole thing with um, Ray Wise meeting, what's her name? Uh, uh, the girl from the main girl who's dating Ewan McGregor, who's in Scott Pilgrim. Oh yeah. 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 I, I don't know um, her name, but yes, I completely spacing on her name. She's in the remake of the thing, the reboot of the thing or whatever. But anyway, <laughs> anyways, she, when she gets the Ray wise in the bowling alley, that whole sequence is fucking awesome. And he's like telling her, I don't remember at that point if it's Ray, Ray, Ray it's not Eunice. It's Ray. Yeah. Ray is it is Ray. And I don't remember if Ray's had died yet or not at that part. I think he had because she had just gotten out of jail and she was only arrested after he got killed. So this is like the second to last or right before the second to last episode. Uh, And he gives her like the dog and it's called it's named Ray. And it's like he's implying that he's like his soul has been reincarnated into this puppy. Yeah. And like, I don't know, it was beautiful, beautiful. And then they bring the deaf guy back from season one. And like, there's all like, at that point I was just like, this show is the best show on television. Yeah, for sure. Oh yeah. Like her sitting next to the guy on the bus and he's got that tweed fucking leather jacket mm-hmm. on. And then the drums from season one start playing. And you're like, wait, that's, the you're guy. like, oh shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> there will be blood. <laughs> yeah. It's so awesome. And oh God, it's such trickery. <laughs> Yeah, they just like dropped the ball in the third act, basically of that whole that mm-hmm. whole season where it really fucking mattered. Yeah, <laughs> like really mattered, really fucking mattered. Set up all like, these things for like David or um, what's his name from Naked is uh, David Thewlis is such a fucking amazing bad guy. He was such a good villain. He's awesome, but he but he starts making all these throughout the whole thing. He's like doing these weird little like allegories and stuff that don't always like make sense but they make you think and you're like where is he going with this like it's they're he, sinister. he they're, speaks they... he speaks in such odd ways and then like near the end like it's just like how it ends you it literally just makes you think that he's a hack <laughs> like kind of. by the end you're just like oh fuck like and it's not like he they they played him almost a they, they started giving him this like supernatural-esque feeling. Once they've kind of introduced the, the magical element of Ray Wise's character, you started to get this feeling that like he was like the antithesis of that. He was like this evil component. Mm-hmm. He was like the all evil in the world or something. And he always seemed to know what was about to happen next. And he always had control of the situation. And he would always tell characters... Like throughout that whole season, he was telling characters like when things were going to happen and what was going to happen. And then that last... Ep, like that last scene and he's in custody and Carrie Coon's sitting there with him and there he's basically just like 
when that clock gets to the when the long hand gets to the 12 people are going to come in here and tell you to let me go and that's what's going to happen and she's like no it's not and they get into this like i would say philosophical debate about the nature of fate and like what's the time and what's going to happen and all this kind of stuff and then it never tells you what's going to happen it cuts away before it ends before you see you just hear someone walking down the hall and the clock ticking and then carrie coon smiles and then nothing yeah it ends and, it, and it's like that would have been really fucking good ending if you had earned earned it i guess yeah and you got they got close i think but they like i don't know thematically they just I lost think sight they, i don't think they got close i think Oh no! I think they had every they had things there that were laying like early on that were laying the groundwork for how that ended, but they lost sight of it somewhere in the middle, and they still ended it that way. They lost sight and they kept on adding shit. Yeah, they had a <laughs> like, lot of shit. They just kept and you were like, "Whoa, this is getting crazy!" crazy. Yeah, like, how many record? episodes is this? <laughs> We're on episode six. There's only two episodes left. What yeah. the fuck is going to happen? That's what the feeling was. Seriously, yeah. like on episode six, you're like, wait, what? Like, yeah. oh, fuck. There's only eight episodes. So, What's yeah. going to happen? It's crazy. Yeah. It was a it was a blast to watch week to week. Mm -hmm. It um, was. But then it was super disappointing at the end. Yeah, but then you feel empty inside. <laughs> Very. It wasn't like season two where by the end you were like, that's amazing. Yeah. I really want to watch that again. Yeah, Ted Danson's so again. awesome. And, and fucking uh, Nick Offerman. Oh yeah, yeah, he's great. And conspiracy theorist. Yeah, <laughs> fucking. I think it's weird that the what the the fucking uh, the new guy is in the third season for like littlest like. You know, oh, the, yeah, yeah, you know yeah, the new yeah, guy yeah, from yeah. I don't know his name. Uh, I forget his name too. They used to say his name all the time on Comedy Central whenever they we were about to air the new guy, and they'd be like so and so and the new guy. You're gonna That's watch literally the new only guy. thing That's like the only thing I knew him from. like that he starred in. Obviously. He was in like I think he was in like Big Trouble, I think that Tim Allen movie with Zoe Deschanel. <laughs> I never watched that, dude. It's awesome. Really? Yeah, it's funny. Yeah, I don't think I watched that. It's like uh, Patrick Warburton's in it. It's just like a comedy of errors and it gets like pretty big in scope and it, it's like pretty fucking funny. It takes place in Florida. It's like, it's pretty good. Nice. Yeah. Home state. Home state, baby. Hey. Repping out. Florida spring break. <sighs> but yeah, anyway, I don't think, uh, I don't know. I don't think we really watched... We see we watch like fucking TV shows and shit that weren't that important. We watch High Maintenance in Atlanta. They're great. Watch them. Yeah, they're great. Um, <laughs> they're awesome. Uh, see, I watch Collateral, the new Netflix miniseries with Jordan, um, Carrie Mulligan. Uh, Collateral Carbon. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have seen Altered Carbon though. Altered Collateral. <laughs> what is it? Oh, Collaterals with Carrie Coon. Carrie Mulligan. Oh, what am I hearing? I don't know. You're <laughs> making wrong with me. <laughs> You're not listening. God damn it! You're doing one half of what the podcast is, like <gasps> demands. But anyway, we watched a movie. We watched a movie, guys. It's called War James. <laughs> War James. <laughs> uh, 
starring Matthew Broderick and Darby Crowman. Yeah, and Allie, what's her in the face? <laughs> Allie Shitty. <laughs> Seriously. Holy hell. She was worst slash best part of the movie. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No. She was actually really fun. The movie's great. Yeah. The movie is totally awesome. Yeah. I love this movie. I have heard of it. I've heard of it before. But did not know Matthew Broderick was in it. Yeah. Did not know really anything about it at all. Yeah. It's super good. Like yeah. I had a very good time watching it's it. Very entertaining. I was taking notes during the movie and like halfway during the movie, I was just like, I'm going to like, just take this in. Like, yeah. I need to stop. Like, this is so good. It's one of those movies where you're just like, wait, hold on. I'm going to pay attention to this. Yeah. This like is this is just like, a, it's so movie. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's very movie. <laughs> <laughs> I love how fucking movie it is. I, I love it, too, though. I mean, you don't get movies that are that quite that movie these days. Mm -hmm. um, and it's, I don't know, it's it's thrilling. It's, it's, it's Okay, so let's start with the very beginning of the film. Yeah. The first scene is so good. Yeah. The first Dramatic scene fuck. is so dramatic, and it's literally just... Um, you see these two men pretty much just showing up to work but like and they're, they're going in... through all these security protocols and everything. And they're just talking normal, talking shit to like other employees kind of, like you in, know, they're obviously in some doing something like secretive because they're in hazmat yeah. suits and, but also they, routine, like, it, very routine. Yeah. Very yeah. It's routine. like they've done this a hundred thousand times. Like they do this every day. So it, the movie does a great job of presenting to you how, how like abnormal, this routine is but also how mundane it is to the characters yeah you know what i mean yeah so like you get the sense of like they do this all the time but what the fuck are they doing exactly yeah, yeah you're like what are they doing what the hell yeah and they're just bored <laughs> like yeah, they're bored at work they're like all of us <laughs> yeah for sure but like setting that up makes the scene like it makes it so good because they yeah, it really. They literally go through them. this whole thing, and it's just like you're like, okay, what the fuck are they doing? And they're like, going through security, super checks interested, and all this shit, and then uh, you find out that they're kind of in command of like military defense missiles. Mm -hmm. Well, then what we well come to offense as well. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> it's defensive and offensive missiles. Yeah. Um, well, what we come to find out are nuclear bombs. Yes. Like really, pretty rapidly. Um, we yeah. can find out the nuclear bombs. And so they get a call. One guy gets a call, answers it, just like, holy shit, okay, we gotta like launch this missile. Well, they get an uh they get a call and then the alert system starts going off. And mm -hmm. then uh it just comes kind of comes over the intercom, I think, and then they're like they have to like break into they like open a safe with two keys mm -hmm. and they pull this like book out and then they find this like set of codes that like, matches what the guy said and then they both like take them with like they each take a copy of it and they like snap it open yeah it's, it's like great really, it's really cool it's yeah. really great they each like enter it in their computer they have to like record them like agreeing to uh they, they like, like do a, the process they have like a little chart and the guy the voice over the intercom reads out a series of like letters and numbers using military code you know yeah and they write it all down and then they like have to find the matching card and they like really drive through you that this is like a serious and be not part of the routine. Yeah. Yeah. Like this isn't a normal day. Yeah. And not that's, anymore. Uh, yeah, not anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not anymore. And, um, 
when they finally get the keys, they, they each have keys and they got to put them in and turn them at the same time. And it's, it's getting close. And this one guy, he's just like, get somebody on the fucking phone. I need to talk to somebody right now about this. I will add it is Leo from the West wing for all of you <laughs> listeners out there who've seen that show. <laughs> and he's fantastic. He's fucking awesome. And the other guy's like, that's not part of protocol. And he's like, I don't give a fuck. Like I'm not going to murder key. fucking, you know, how many million people he's like, I am not going to pull the trigger. He basically, yeah. He's like, I'm not going to pull the trigger on this until I have authorization from another living human being. Exactly. Cause I'm not going to just like, doom a bunch of people because it's true it is like crazy like to think like going through that whole process and like how like unnatural it is to like it's literally like a computer telling you okay go and it's like fuck like do i do well like do i do this or like can i have a conversation first like that's pretty much what he's driving at yeah and uh the other guy's like takes out his gun and points at his head the back of his head and cocks the trigger and he's like turn your key yeah and you're like holy shit this is intense yeah it's fucking awesome it cuts away at that point too and yeah. you're like did he kill him <laughs> yeah <laughs> so he killed him they launched the missiles the missiles are still there what happened yeah. what's going on it's awesome and then that scene ends and the intro credits start and the whole vibe is immediately, immediately ruined yeah, by like some A team style music <laughs> that's like ba, 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 da, ba, da, 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 it's just like it's like it's mash or something you're like what the fuck i will say this mash's theme is so fucking dark that if they had played the mash theme during this sequence it would have totally fit the previous scenes <laughs> but i just mean it's like it seems like it's some like fucking military comedy from yeah, on, yeah, yeah. on tv land yeah well, for sure for sure <laughs> which is mash yes but, it just makes it seem like that and you're yeah. like what the fuck it almost seems like you could take the theme from mash and switch it for the music that they played during this and they would both they would become more appropriate for both like works <laughs> the tone of match versus the tone of its theme and then this yeah yeah it, it, it's and then you're like oh fuck <laughs> yeah. like i hope this movie doesn't completely change i hope it's still as awesome as this opening scene yeah is. but there's it totally you know it, it holds it, up. yeah it holds up it works itself out eventually <laughs> um it's it's great and then i, I think like they're just like they're during the intro credits they're just introducing um like the defense, like the government's defense uh, organization and stuff. And then they, yeah, and then like it's the, like everyone kind the, of talking about like, how the fuck, like is the general and everyone talking and they're, well, they're talking about, so like basically we find out that like this was a test and Dabney, oh, yeah, yeah, Dabney yeah. Coleman is like the director of NORAD, which is a real security organization. Um, and uh or at least it was i'm not sure if it still is um and he's talking to the generals and the the chief the joint chiefs of staff and stuff like that i'm pretty sure that like all of, it's like all these really important political and yeah. military figures and they're discussing how 22 percent of the people refused to turn the key in the test um and, and like and the generals arguing for having that 
that those people there as a failsafe because you want human beings on the other end to make that call and you don't want it to all be run by a computer and Dabney Coleman sitting there arguing well 22% failed to do it so if this was the real deal then we can basically assume 22% of our missiles aren't going to launch and that's going to be catastrophic in the ultimate you know in the in the outcome in the in the 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 war strategy essentially we can't have that it has to be run by the computer and then it it's really establishing the theme of the movie yeah. which is the it's introducing the, the whopper the yeah the whopper <laughs> <laughs> which <laughs> we'll get into all that yeah <laughs> I mean it is it is though oh, it's they, he literally it is. introduces it right after that oh no I mean it's part of the sequence it's introducing <laughs> it because it's also introducing this theme which is the whole theme of the movie is do we is human error allowed in this or do we need a computer to to run it all and then can we trust a computer yeah with the lives of every human being on earth essentially <laughs> yeah pretty much um, which is we need to set this right now you can't you can't do it you can't do it you need i think there's been plenty of movies to tell us that <laughs> but this was apparently the first because my god did this movie have an impact on actual policy this one's great Oh, it's great! I love it so film. much, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Talk about that, yeah. Thematically, <laughs> like this movie, this movie literally shook Congress and the president to their fucking cores. The, the, the first, Liter literally, 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 <laughs> literally, literally grabbed them by the spine and shook the insides of them. <laughs> yeah. So Reagan was friends with one of the screenwriters, like family friends. Duh. Duh. Yeah, of course. Oh, you know. Lawrence Lasker, baby. Hey, I'm the president. <laughs> I don't think that's what Reagan sounded like at all. It was. <laughs> Spot He's on. A Brooklyn kid. <laughs> yeah, the first Trump. <laughs> he, he was, though. America's first Trump. <laughs> he was. <laughs> he was a smarter Trump. He was a more classy Trump, but he was the same shit. Um, anyways, don't. We're, this isn't a political podcast. We're not getting into all that crap. Um, but Ronald Reagan saw this movie and it spoke to him on on some kind of level. And he he was probably it. like, "Oh shit, yeah, I never thought about it this way." So he had Congress watch it. He had the Joint Chiefs of Staff watch it. He had his like aides watch it um, to the point where congressmen literally showed it in Congress to establish the like. To, to describe the idea of a, com a completely computerized fail-safe system as opposed to the human checkpoint, mm. the, human, the human factor. Um, and it led to some of the, f the very first cybersecurity legislation this country ever had. So which is interesting. Interesting. Absolutely. For a movie <laughs> to do like something that... that powerful it's like fucking groundbreaking that's insane that's yeah. it's you're not trying to do that when you make a movie yeah. like, yeah. especially you know? when you find out how silly the making of this movie actually kind of was yeah oh, yeah yes yeah, so, there's yeah, some silly some shit that happened on the set but the general like you know like it's it's good writing it's, oh no it's well written it's yeah. incredibly well researched and when you look in <laughs> when i was looking into the movie and reading about how the writers developed it um I mean, there's a whole fucking story where we're just not, we don't have time to get into all of it on this, this one particular episode, but the two writers like started, started somewhere else and they were trying to write a story about a young kid who's way too smart for his surroundings and he's completely misunderstood. Uh, and I mean, that was like the basic premise and the, the original title was going to be the genius and he was going to be an assistant or become an assistant to 
a, like another genius scientist, which is Dr. Falcon, who's ba who was based on Stephen Hawking. They were basing on Stephen Hawking. But then these guys did a shitload of research. They went and met with the actual directors of NORAD, and they went and met with actual security councils and actual hackers, but this was before they were called hackers. Yeah. Um, like, the, the term firewall started in this movie. It's the first movie that used the word firewall. Really? Yeah. So, like, there's all this, like, this is, like, the beginning of computer culture. Um, and they, like, went heavy into it. Like, what, the main kid, Matthew Broderick's character, is based on a real hacker who was probably around that age at the time that they were writing this. So, it it, it is, like, very well put together. Yeah. In terms of, from a writing standpoint. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Yeah. But, oh. let's move forward. <laughs> oh, my God. So good. Um so like after that, I'm pretty sure like uh, after that's introduced, that whole concept, then we take it down and we get introduced to our main characters <laughs> and we're introduced to uh, Matthew Broderick in the classroom. I'm pretty sure it's a classroom scene. Yeah. He's like going into class <laughs> and then the professor is talking about. He's just ripping on everybody. The professor is yeah. just like... He's just shitting on all the kids. <laughs> not even a professor, just a teacher. Yeah. yeah he's not a professor. He's high school. <laughs> yeah. Then we were watching and you're like, where where are all these brick high school buildings? Like, yeah. Where the, what the fucking what part of the country is this in? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> California. They're all over the fucking place. No, I mean, like, <laughs> even like my mom, I was watching Big the other night with my mom and she's like, my high school looked just like that. And it's the same kind of like fucking just big brick old building. brick flat high school. Yeah. Like, and I'm just, and she's from Ohio. So yeah, they're not all in Cali. Uh, they're all they're just old high schools yeah <laughs> they're from a different time yeah um, our high school looked like a bomb shelter <laughs> yeah or literally it was cement and it looked like it was like a mix between prison and a bomb shelter yeah but we live in florida so like, yeah, I, it makes sense schools make... are kind of treated like a prison in florida so it's like all right leave this prison and just go to prison <laughs> <laughs> you leave one prison you're going to real prison yeah you had a beach for a little while but back to prison <laughs> oh no there's meth on the streets you're going to prison sorry <laughs> tried oh. meth once on accident it was, it's florida okay <laughs> it's everywhere i thought it was smoking a bowl of weed and it turns out it was fucking crystal it was on the card at walmart <laughs> <laughs> it was in my Kit Kat bar yeah i didn't eat a tide pod am i good to go <laughs> fuck god damn it <laughs> but uh, uh get okay so you're introduced and, you know, it's just kind of like, blah, blah, blah. I'm a teacher. I fucking hate my kids. They suck. Basically. Uh, Allie, what is her name? Jennifer is our main character. Jennifer's main, her character main name. Yeah. yeah. Main girl. And uh, She's giggling with her friends, just having a grand old time. Yeah. And then you're just like, uh, you got, he like calls her out and like, tells the class that she like sucks and like got a d or something he, he like <laughs> asked her a question and she gives him a pretty funny response from what i remember just like she he goes what like what bonds nitrogen to flowers or something like that and she's like love <laughs> yeah, yeah and he's yeah. like no i don't know what you're what world you're living in <laughs> and he holds up her paper and he's like apparently it's not one where you can get a good grade and like, yeah and she says thank you he yeah, says you're just, welcome and she giggles 
<laughs> yeah. It was weird. Yeah, I was just like, Jesus Christ. And then uh, so he's like, uh, I'm wondering if anyone can tell me, uh, what was it? What was the... Uh, uh, who... Who first suggested uh, re, uh, procreation without sex? And he's like, anyone, anyone he's at all? He's the like, term asexual. Yeah, and then like Dave, Matthew, Matthew Broderick, David, yeah. is like whispering to his pal next to him. He like whispers something, and yeah, and teacher's like, giggling. teacher's like, David. No, no, no. He calls out Ali Sheedy's character again because she starts laughing really hard when he says it, and he's, she's, he's like. What's uh what's so funny? Anything you want to share with the class? And she's like, um, uh, um, uh and she keeps looking back over at Matthew Broderick over her shoulder and he's like, David, do you have something you want to add to the discussion? He's like, Not really. And he's like, Well, why don't you answer the question? Who first suggested that pro uh, about uh, procreation without sex? And he goes, Your wife. <laughs> And it's great. He doesn't even like skip a beat. Yeah. He's literally right. just like, your wife? <laughs> and it's like, dude, yeah. it's yeah. so good. Everybody starts laughing. Apparently on set that day, the crew didn't know that that was the punchline. And most of the laughter you hear in the movie is the actual crew cracking up. It's awesome. That's yeah, awesome. So funny. I love that. Yeah, me too. Because I laughed. I laughed so, so hard. It's the fan. funniest line. Probably the funniest line in the whole movie. <laughs> yeah, it's <a> fantastic <laughs> joke. It's just classic, baby. It's classy. <laughs> so boom, Matthew Braddock, he's edgy. Ooh. <laughs> Gets in trouble. His grades aren't that great, but you know he's a smart guy. You figure it out. Um so like I don't know he's like leaving school and that's when uh, she like rides up to him on her like fucking motorbike or yeah. something she's like whoa <laughs> how do you doing this thing and she's like crazy as fuck and you're like what the hell like <laughs> I don't know if like in real life this smart kid would be like fucking around with this girl you like think he's almost like would, mur would like murder <laughs> like yeah. her or something like he's a little creepy yeah, yeah he's just like yeah what's up like come over like He's like, she's like, can I give you a ride? And he's like, yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they go, they go to his house and, uh, go in his room and you, you see that Matthew Broderick's room is like all this computers and all this stuff. He's very he's, tech oriented. Yeah, for sure. Especially for 1983. And, uh, so, um, before you actually see what he got sent to the principal's office, that's where he finds out that like when the principal's not in there, he's like, looks at this little piece of. Uh, paper that's like hidden in the desk and you see all these words scratched out but the one at the bottom isn't that's how he like finds out the password to hack into the mainframe it's of like the computer he constantly gets in trouble so he can get back there and just see just see the password words. yeah he's like constantly getting like minor amounts of trouble so he can get the passwords for the week yeah so he he's in this room with uh jennifer and he's like uh, hacking into like the computer of the school pretty much. Yeah. He like dials into the school computer. Yeah. Yeah. Which is great. It's, it's just super cool. Like everything, <laughs> everything he's doing just looks so cool. I don't know how accurate it is, but it looks, Very. it looks great. It's accurate. Yeah. I'm Actually, just like, I'm like, damn, that's cool. The, uh, there was a, the, there was a, the actual act, like the scene not too long after that, where he's like scanning all the telephone numbers with the dial up internet. That's actually how hackers did that. Mm. Um, and it was had a different term until this movie came out. And then this movie, it's now called War Dialing huh. because of war games. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. It's just pretty cool. But uh, he gets in there. He's like, 
Uh, yeah, I know where they keep the passwords. So I get in here all the time. Yeah. Like they change it every few he's weeks. Like, I know where they keep it. Yeah, and he's like changing his grades, and she's like, "Oh my god, can you change mine?" And she's like, "He's like, yeah, I can change yours." And he like changes it, and she's like, she, or like he, I think he suggested actually. He's like, she was like, "Can you can you look up my?" Grades? He's like, he's "Do like, you have a middle initial?" Looks her fucking ass up. <laughs> he's like, "Look, you got a you got a B or a C or something." Now he doesn't pump it up too high but he bumps it up from the f he bumps from an f to a c and he's like look you just passed yeah and she's, she's like, like change, it change, it change it back change it back change it back right now and he's <laughs> like geez louise okay she gets upset leaves he changes that shit to an a hey, he's hey, like i knew she wanted to change of mind yeah yeah and so um so that happens and then I, she comes back eventually meets him at the arcade she's like hey can you still change my grade and he's acting like weird he's like yeah let's go fucking goes back there uh it's like she's like when are you gonna change my grade and he's like actually i already did it and that's when i was like that's like when the creepiest matthew broderick is in the movie yeah. when he's like actually i already changed it and she's and you think he's just gonna like murder her right there you don't really think that like if it was in any other movie like you're just like oh shit (laughs) like if if it had been real life it would be like (laughs) yeah i'm getting out of here um okay okay you're weird bye you're a very strange person yeah you're making me comfortable yeah but i think that's when uh he's been like looking like at this uh what protovision like ads and stuff and he's he's trying to like uh like get into this gaming like this like well he sees this ad for a new game that's coming out and he's like i want to see what this game is like before it re- it's released so he does like what i was just describing the war dialing where he like scans all the numbers in like los angeles basically mm-hmm. and then finds the ones that are like connected to computers and shit and he starts like hacking into them until he can find it and um and that's when he stumbles across essentially the government's computer yeah and he hacks into it or like doesn't quite heck into it but he's like trying to and it won't accept him and then he starts asking it questions and it lists out he like asks it about games because he's looking for a game and then it starts registering all these different games like chess and checkers and blah 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 and then it starts getting into like uh global warfare well he, he starts talking somehow he finds out about Falcon. how did you how did he find about Falcon? that's later so he finds this he, he accidentally finds the server for this this for whopper yeah um and then is like why can't i get in and then he's like well let me ask for help and he like accesses the help queue yeah and then it's like can't do that and then he's like help queue for the games because he thinks he's still dealing with a gaming system and then it starts listing off all these games what he thinks are games but then it starts getting like which is a very haunting moment in the film like because you know it's not literally like he it's just like chess checkers uh, well, it says Falcon's Maze or something first. Yeah. It says Falcon's Maze, chess, checkers, tic-tac-toe, th- thermonuclear warfare. Or global <laughs> thermonuclear war. Yeah. yeah. And, like, and then it like, just keeps on listing like a bunch of crazy shit. And like literally like watching that part, like your your heart kind of drops. Like, like I was like, like oh, no. fuck. It's like pretty like, <laughs> yeah. damn. It's It's a good moment. It is a good moment. You feel it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They do, like, because 
they don't rely on shitty music or weird editing or reaction shots it's like very like the music drones out and then it's just like it's like the mundanity of that moment makes you feel the it's just raw thing. yeah it's very raw it's raw it's great um, I love that shit a lot. I did too. I, I fucking love it. And like <laughs> we were both were like, oh shit, at that part. Like, oh, what the fuck? Yeah. But then he prints it out. He's like, I want to print out of this. And mm -hmm. then takes it to oh, those yes, fucking yes, yes. nerds who yeah. are awesome. They were so good. Okay, this movie has a lot of charm. It, yeah, it's it's got charming. so much charm that like so many movies these days just do not fucking have. It. Like yeah. there's no like movies are so awesome when there's just little moments like yeah. little fucking moments that aren't even pertinent to the story but just like they're just it just seems like it's so natural yeah. you know it's just real it's, life it's kind like of stuff. yeah it fits into the world really yeah well. yeah and and one of them is when he's showing this transcript to the guy he's trying to screw up show to and there's this nerd there who's like just being a fucking just annoying dick and but the, like he seems like he's completely oblivious to the fact that he's being an annoying dick, it yeah. makes me think that he's like he's on the spectrum or something. I mean, that's kind of what they make it seem like. And there's like even the moment where the other like hacker who's working well, this, with him. This is what I'm saying. This is like the charming moment. Yeah, it was when that hacker is literally just like, listen, you know, you're being really insensitive and you're being a huge. Like, well, he's like, you remember when you asked me to tell you when you're being a really like big like you're being really insensitive and you're you're not handling people's feelings while you're being a jerk and he's like yeah and he goes like well you're this doing is one right. of those moments right now and <laughs> yeah <he's> like, oh. <laughs> and i love that it's like really it was so good and like you're just like oh that guy's so cool and nice yeah. like, like <laughs> you love that guy yeah you well know, there's a whole history between those characters that's implied just in that interaction exactly that like there's all this like it's like the normal well-adjusted hacker and the, the probably the genius mm. hacker who doesn't socially get along well with others completely goes over his head and they have like a back and forth and you can already tell that they have a back and forth and he, this guy's like so tired of the other guy's shit but he <laughs> loves him and he wants him to just like they, he he loves working with him he just want they want to get along yeah you know he wants to get along with him and then there you just get this feeling of like there's they're like great friends but he hate they hate each other at the same yeah. time it's, it's, it's great. great yeah it's so good i love it's that really short I, scene. I, I, it's like that and like um that and the dad. The dad is so like he Matthew has that Broderick's dad. Matthew Broderick's dad is has like a charming moment. He has a few charming moments, like when he, they're eating the corn and he's like, "This oh, is God, this yeah. is raw." He and she's goes, like, goes, "Yeah, you can taste all the vitamins." Well, blah, blah, blah. and he's like, "Why can't we just take pills and eat corn?" <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was so that works so well too because the whole scene leading up to that, there's like a, other stuff going on, and the entire time he's like buttering this piece of bread. <laughs> Like yeah. like heavy butter yeah. on this piece of bread. And you're like, what? That's so gross. And then he takes the bread and he takes his corn and he puts his corn like it's, his, it's like a cob of corn and he puts it on the bread and then just starts like rolling, rolling it. it around and it's like he's like buttering his corn. I was like, we were watching. I was like, that's hilarious. I've never seen anybody do it that way. But that's actually a really smart way to get butter all over your corn. <laughs> it's a good way to butter <laughs> that corn. Good way to butter that corn. So he gets the butter on the corn. And he's like salting it and putting pepper on it and like he's preparing the corn the entire scene. Like a and real fucking dad. Like a real fucking dad. That's how I'm gonna be when I'm a dad. I'm gonna prepare that fucking corn. But then the whole scene plays out. And and they could have cut away because like the action of the actual scene that's pertinent to the plot of the movie 
has left the room with Matthew Broderick, but they hold on for a second to give you this fuck that fucking great joke. Yeah. Because the whole time he's been like getting this corn ready, and then he finally gets to go take a bite and takes a bite and it's fucking raw. And his wife's like, oh yeah, you can taste the vitamins. Yeah. yeah. It's like this 80s, like early 90s thing that like it, it's in a lot of movies where they just like it almost like the scene just goes on like it's kind of like Edward Scissorhands-esque like uh, that's yeah. what it like makes me feel like like there's just like lines and things that aren't like they're not important me, but they're Edward's just like Scissorhands and more of like um the John Hughes yeah John Hughes for sure yeah. absolutely absolutely like like Ferris Bueller's Day Off feels similar to this movie in some of the irreverence that is shown, and which is funny because Matthew Broderick's obviously. You know what's funny? It, I but... found out I never saw this movie, but you know that movie Drillbit Taylor yeah. with Owen Wilson. Wilson. You know there's a John Hughes uh, script that like never got made, and I they they did not they like rewrote they like it. rewrote. It. <laughs> yeah, they had to have rewritten that one. <laughs> but like I was like I can see what? the John Hughes kernel in there but like that's so weird it's a decent movie it, it's actually not a decent movie there's a kernel of decentness in the movie you lose points <laughs> next week just yeah, I saying. just lost points I'm, I'm starting Chase already lost starting at a negative loss. one million <laughs> oh I can't come back from that we're dealing on single digit scales <laughs> Trilbert <laughs> Taylor's decent. <laughs> Wah, wrong answer. You lose it live. <laughs> Do you want the guillotine or hanging? <laughs> oh God, guillotine! <laughs> wrong answer. You get hanged. You're hanging. <laughs> oh God. Oh God. Do you want a David Carradine hanging? <laughs> I mean, if I'm going to die, I might as well try it, right? Right? Wrong answer. Wrong answer. <laughs> You're going to get killed by the Yakuza, motherfucker. Hell yes. <laughs> There's some movie coming out with, uh, what's his face, joining the Yakuza? Um, uh, J- uh, Jared Leto. Oh, the Netflix show or whatever. <laughs> Is it a show? It's a show. Or I don't know. I saw it, the somebody was talking out. about it and sh- and just shitting on the just the concept. <laughs> like it's like Last Samurai with Tom yeah. Cruise. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, like uh, why the uh, fuck would the Yakuza be like Jared Leto? Come on, come on. <laughs> but I don't know the premise or anything. So the you Last know, Samurai whatever. actually makes more sense than the Yakuza accepting a white man. Yeah, that's very strange. Yeah. Because the last name, or at least there's some context, he's like a prisoner of war, and he just comes to love them, and then becomes part of their culture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, like, for sure. Yeah. But it's, there's this whole thing where you look at the last samurai and then you see Tom Cruise's face and you go, and you, well, that's you not, go oh, well, he's not the last samurai. Well, that's not cool. Yeah, it's not at all. <laughs> not even a little bit. He can be like a samurai. Isn't Ken Watanabe in that movie? I don't know. I think he's I've really not seen samurai. that movie in very long time. I will say this. I think I watched it twice, maybe? I bought it when I was in college because it was on sales in a $5 bin at Walmart. And I was collecting Blu-rays at the time. I was like, anything I could get my hands on that was Blu-ray, I was just going to buy it. I just bucks. need them. I wanted to watch them. I was trying to get my hands. I was just like, I can't watch this movie. I'm not going to rent it. I'll just buy it on Blu-ray. It's cheaper than renting it. But I watched it. And um, talk about a great script with poor execution. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, well written, well acted, 
fucking horrible direction. It's boring. It's just boring direction. Taking the same script and the same actors and throwing that into Scorsese's hands, you'd have a fucking <laughs> masterpiece. That show would have been awesome. You wouldn't have to change the line of dialogue. That I'm sure. Awesome. I'm sure, yeah. I believe you. Yeah. Well, was... he made his own Japanese movie called Silence, and it's really good. Oh. <laughs> have you seen that yet? No. Oh, dude. I've not. All right, that's on your list. You want to beat me next week? You just watch Silence. Really? That's all I have to do? <laughs> Pretty much the three and a half hour long epic. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, you got me there. Scorsese. God <laughs> fucking damn it. All right. It's it's fan-fucking-tastic. will not bore the shit out of you at all. Yeah, yeah. It's it's less points if you watch it in two sittings. You have yeah, to... or fall asleep. Oh, yeah. wait, wait, wait. Silence. I fucking totally know what it is. I've watched... Uh, I started watching it on this website that we use that I'm not going to mention because it's secret and it's, we, we, we want to keep it that way. Possibly illegal. <laughs> I, don't I don't know. Who I, knows? I've not questioned it. I've just yeah. accepted it. But um, it's a great website. But like the voices were just a little off and I was like, no, I can't watch this entire film like this no, because no, it's too long because this seems really fucking good. It's really good. Yeah. I, I, I very much enjoyed, you know, what I saw. I, I got up to like, like right when they met Liam Neeson's character. What? You got that far into the movie? Uh, maybe not. Maybe not. No. They, you, <laughs> you your, that far? your reaction just told me that I didn't. <laughs> um, Dude, Liam Neeson is in the beginning of the movie, but they did not meet him yet. Okay. Well, that's probably what I... see where he apostatizes. That's probably what I... Uh, I saw then, and I was just like, "Oh, Liam Neeson, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah." I didn't get very far. I, I probably got like forty-five minutes in or something like that. I would honestly rewatch that movie, and I was just like, "Like with for this podcast, I would rewatch." That oh movie. yeah, I saw it in theaters, and it, you it saw it in theaters. That's awesome. It was. I mean, it was great. It was amazing. Jordan and I sat in silence, literally after watching the movie Silence, on the car ride home because it was so like powerful and yeah we, like we when we got home we started talking about it but we literally didn't say a word when we left the theater mm -hmm. we just had to sit in silence we'll, we can think about it because it's just so yeah fucking heavy and i'm awesome. trying to think of the movie that uh, i feel like that happened with like the master or something like that oh the master something yeah I, I, like there was i feel like that was the one but there was a movie that i just i was like i don't need to talk about it right now i just need to like soak in it yeah, you know, oh, yeah, yeah. Phantom he, Thread was kind of like that for me the first time I saw it. Phantom Thread, I was I was, I was trying it, to but... figure out what I was feeling yeah. after the movie. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> I really didn't know. Second second time watching Phantom Thread made a lot more sense to me than the first time. But the second viewing of that, I was just like, this is one of the all time classics. I loved for it. Me. Yeah, this is amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like a gun, it's gonna go on my shelf when it comes out. It was there was like a. Uh, interview with jennifer lawrence that i was listening to and uh they were talking about uh award screeners and stuff and uh the interviewer was like hey, you watch phantom thread and she was like i don't know i watched like 10 minutes of it like what is it about clothes <laughs> and i was like what the fuck are you talking about yeah, are like, you what i was like what that makes me but, hate her <laughs> but no, no 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 the interview was really good and i actually did, didn't care for her that much before the interview and i liked her a good bit <laughs> so like you know obviously like she's an actress and like you know movies are probably very different for 
I don't know. Well, yeah, but like I mean, being a, I'm, I'm not. Come on, we've all dated. I'm not condemning her or you know or advocating her or anything. But I'm just saying, oh. I thought that was very. Yeah. I was like, I don't know, General. What the fuck are you talking about? I mean, okay, so like, we all say stupid shit. We do. we do. I mean, I dated an actress in college, and I'm not going to say her name on this because she'll, she's super famous. She might be already. One day. She might one day be famous. She's she's got the fucking skills. I will give her that, and she's got the connections. So there been she's been on TV shows. So I'm not going to fucking drop her name, but and she probably is going to listen to this when she finds out that this is a thing that we're doing. So I really don't want to fucking throw her in, into this realm. Yeah. But like she she probably would have had the same reaction to the phantom thread just what is this <laughs> what, what the fuck is this yeah i mean granted she she could open her mind when you you make her but you're like, like but you're, like you're gonna sit here and watch mahal and drive with but you. like you don't okay. say what is this and then you and you turn it off after 10 minutes <laughs> we do we do that all the time <laughs> i know but not with freaking daniel, daniel day, day lewis, lewis and paul thomas, paul thomas anderson. anderson i know i know you don't you go don't. what is this what oh is my this? god but then it's like do they know this well, clothes <laughs> what's this clothes Okay, we need to get back to war games. I know we're an hour, we're an hour and ten minutes into this. That's totally fine. That's great. Um, so, so okay, we were talking about the nerds and the hackers and them. They explain. I don't know. I don't even know how the fuck they they make the connection to Falcon. Um, they talk about Falcon's maze. Perhaps is that was it? He's like, let's play. He's just like. You should just play a game. Doesn't he suggest like playing a game or something? Yes. With it? Yes. And then he, he types in Falcon's Maze yes. or something like that. Um, well, it first says like, let's play a game. And he's like, sure. And he's like, how about a nice game of chess? And he was like, no, how about global thermonuclear war? And he goes, are you sure you don't want to just play a nice game of chess? And he go, he just retypes in global thermonuclear war. And he's like, okay. And then it loads the map. And him and Ali Sheedy are like, Oh my god, this is crazy! And he's like, "This looks great." And then he's then asks him like, "Which team do you want to play it for?" And he's like, "It's like one for." United I think he States finds out about Falcon before that though. Well, because he has to find the Joshua password. So, so when he sees the list of games, it says Falcon's Maze, and so that's and when he takes it to the nerds, then the, well, I'm calling them the nerds. I'm the sorry. nerds. That's totally fine. Okay. There's like one super fucking nerd, and yeah. we'll just. Categorize the other guys a nerd too. Yeah, so he takes them to the, he takes them to the computer expert nerds, and then the guys are like, "This isn't a game, or this isn't the Panavision game. This is yeah, like, it looks this like looks, military. This looks military. I don't know what this is, but like you need to be careful." And he's like, "Oh shit, okay." And then he goes and starts researching Falcon because he got the name from the like the printout of like what games are on there yeah and he wants to be able to get into the software oh he starts researching so it re and he's researching him because he wants so to then know he what finds what, he finds him because basically the other guy was like i would have built a like back door into this program that's a password that i would only know and it would be relevant to the person who created this software there we go that's what it is so. and then which brings up this awesome scene that we're we're <laughs> we're not gonna read i thought about it i don't think we should but there are a couple of good lines in it really just one great line um but um so like they're like watching like almost like a fucking YouTube video of Falcon <laughs> like there's like a montage scene on his computer yeah that he finds 
which is weird like because tape. he like went and found a tape. He's yeah, like, goes to the library. I think. Oh, okay, is that what it is? And looks. Yeah. yeah, and it's like uh, they're they're in his bedroom, and uh, she's like, "Oh my god, that's him!" And he's like. Yeah, yeah, that's him. And she's like, he's amazing looking. <laughs> it's he's the way she says it. Yeah, too. yeah, he's amazing looking. And you're oh like, he's amazing <laughs> looking. Just say he looks good. Or yeah. like, he looks amazing. Yeah. Or like, even he looks amazing is weird. Yeah. Like, just like being like. What she's trying to say is he looks so young and he's handsome. But the way she, and the excitement she gets, you can see her just like. He doesn't even look young. No. He doesn't look old or young. He just looks like a dude. Well, <laughs> the reason I say she's trying to say he looks young is because of the context of the next few lines. Yeah. Does he just go, what does he say? He goes, well, he's old. He says, uh, uh, she's like, can you, can you like contact him? And she's like, no, he's dead. And he's like, uh, yeah, he's like, she, uh, she, she looks at his obituary. He's like, here's her obituary. And she's like, oh, he wasn't very old. And uh, uh, he was pretty old. He was 41. (laughs) That's what he says. She goes, wow, that is old. (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) No, that's not old. No. I don't even think that was old for the 80s. Calm down. I'm going to be 41 in 15 years. You're going to be dead in 10. (laughs) Did you just curse me? Knock on podcast. (laughs) Don't even have wood in here. <laughs> no, I'm anyway, gonna, I'm going to be dead next year. I'm joining the 27 club. Oh my god, so cool! Yeah, edgy, I'm so edgy. Yeah, you're going to be on one of those posters in Fye. I'm going to be like with Kurt Cobain and like uh, Jimi Hendrix, and people are going to put my poster on their walls, like. I'm just going to be like the fantasy. You're just like going to be sitting on a, on a couch in the background. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like watching a movie. Yeah. Who's that guy? Oh, he was nobody. He sat in his house and watched movies and no one knew who he was. But he's, he's 27. He spent all of his money just to be on these posters. <laughs> <laughs> and then he shot himself on the day turned 27. <laughs> <laughs> on the last day of him being 27 he he hung himself like david carradine <laughs> oh my god beautiful uh, but yeah so they start playing global thumo- thermonuclear war yeah yeah and Once it's like it's who computer. do you want to be the you the russians or the united or the united he's like i want to be the russians yeah yeah well i will preface this as before he he got into the computer by figuring out the password is the name of falcon's dead son yeah. joshua and that's important because we're going to start referring to the computer as joshua instead of whopper yeah for sure because Whopper is a great name, and they named it Whopper on purpose. It's a joke about the Whopper Burger, and the actual computer that does war strategies is named Burger B R G R. Um, as a so, it's a, just a play. It's a play on that. Yeah. So like, but the rest of the movie, these characters refer to the program as the program as Joshua. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and Falcon starts to refer to it as Joshua. So it just makes more sense to refer to this thing as Joshua. Yeah. Well, like also that scene uh, where. Uh, where the computer's like, what about a nice game of chess? Like that? Like the computer is being charming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, well, and the, it's also like almost like, hey, man, like 
calm down. Yeah, like, you know, like, we're not going to do that. Like, I, I like wish. And like, you're like, yeah, yeah. come on. Like, now that Trump's our president, I, w- I really hope that our, our computer systems are like that, where it's like, are you sure you want to do a new? Why don't we play a nice game of chess? <laughs> yeah, like, just calm down a little it's bit. Just like, hey, what are you but like, not about? chess. Don't ask Trump to play chess. Just like ask no, him to play no, 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 like no, no, no. some <laughs> game he's going to win. That's like when you ask a seven-year-old <laughs> to play chess and you start explaining the rules to them and they just flip the board upside down. <laughs> They're like, I don't want to. <laughs> yeah, right? That's the outcome of that. So. Yikes. Yikes. So anyways... So instead of playing chess, he decides he wants to play what he thinks is the game Global Thermonuclear War. And he launches a bunch of missiles at Las Vegas and Seattle, which him and Ali Sheedy are like, yeah, let's kill them all. Yeah. Because they, they live in Seattle. I'm mm. assuming. I think that's where they Yeah, th- that's where it is. And they're like, yeah, ha, Seattle. That's yeah. where we're from. Cool. Oh, we're going to nuke ourselves. <laughs> yeah. And then so this signal immediately goes to the war room, pretty and much. Freaking and they're out. like, holy fucking shit. And it's all like a simulation, but they don't know that. Yeah. And they're like, we're about to fucking bomb Russia. Yeah. And uh, they're about to do it. And this guy fucking runs in. He's just like, no, wait, what? It's a simulation. It's not real. (laughs) It's a simulation. I don't know how this is happening. Like, he's like, somebody got into our system. It's not real. If the computer's playing against someone, we've been hacked, blah, blah, blah. And then they're like, what the fuck happened? Yeah. And then it cuts back to, if I remember, it cuts back to the kids, to Broderick and Sheedy, or like to their life, to the to the yeah. suburbs in Seattle. And it's like, he's getting, like, Matthew Broderick's coming home uh, from the arcade. And I think that's where he was. And then he like notices his dad watching the news and they're talking about Oh, he's literally like giving his grades to his dad, which is another very charming moment. <laughs> oh yeah, with his father, yeah. His dad's great. like, Wow, this is good. good. Yeah. Like, his dad's <laughs> awesome. Yeah, his dad's awesome. What? He's like surprised but like proud. Oh son, this is good. <laughs> so awesome. Yeah, it was great. And uh yeah, and then like just in the background, you like see the news, and then Matthew Broderick sees the news in the background. So we're definitely in his point of view at this point. Yeah, and it's just talking about like this whole thing that happened with the military, yeah, like they're, almost. They're reporting a watered down version of like like a, a nuclear scare, and then he's like, and there's some details that that get said, and it's really quick, and he's just like, that sounds really familiar. Yeah, He's yeah. Like, oh shit! Did I do that? Uh, what? And he it goes upstairs, and he has his a f- phone's ringing. Yeah, his phone's ringing. He has a phone. His phone call from Jennifer, and she says, "Fucking the most." It's the funniest conversation. It's it's such a good scene. I loved it so much. Um, it's so good. In fact, and we should talk about it a little bit before we do what we're gonna do. Okay, um, <laughs> so. <clears throat> So she's like, oh, my God, David, are they talking about us? Like, what we did? Was that us? And he's like, I don't know. Like, I feel like it is, man. <laughs> like, he's, he's like, like I don't know. I don't know, Scoop. I'm so screwed. They're going to come get me. I'm screwed. Yeah. And she's like, calm down, David. Like, what are you talking about? Like, she's it's like so. Like, she takes this, like, weird attitude. She's like, she's like, they fine. totally didn't trace it. Like, I know they did. I'm she's sure they, they didn't, didn't trace she, it. She's going, All you got to do is throw the number away 
uh and like they'll and never find like, us like everything's fine they'll never know yeah like can i tell my friends about this and he's like <laughs> fuck no like she's like okay whatever um so we each wrote a script <laughs> to parody the scene to parody this so, scene i will preface this as well you okay, came go over tonight and you were like i want to write a script on this scene and then what neither of us are going to read the other one's script and then we're going to read them together on this podcast and i was like dude fuck yeah I'm, that sounds great that's like we're implementing some changes into this and we're trying to come up with some format stuff and like so th hopefully we're going to do this more in the future and we'll come up with the name for what this is and stuff probably on the podcast we'll talk to we'll we'll talk it out but um when you came over and suggested that uh, i'm like i'm down and we watch the scene and then we start writing our scripts and you like write yours way faster than me and i was like oh damn you're already done he was like oh i was thinking about this last night i kind of like oh god damn it <laughs> you got a big jump on me i'm making this shit up as we go well i i just thought about it i i just thought like of a couple lines like just because like how silly she is i was just i was just thinking of exaggerations of that yeah you know i was yeah. just thinking of lines like oh my god like this is so fucking silly yeah um so who's do you want to do first let's do yours first let's do mine first have you got it i'm pulling it up now i've not read it okay no worries at all i see timeline um just go all the way down and you'll see the all phone insane. phone call phone call underneath there's a page. Phone call, I see. Yeah, wonderful. And and Chase will be playing Jennifer, and I'll be playing David. And in, then in when this. we do mine, we'll switch. And we'll switch. The, the, the person who does not know, has not read this, is Jennifer, which is the wild card character. Yeah, so this that would be me. I've That'd never read you. this before. He's never read this before, and he's going to start off. Bring, bring, bring. David, are you watching the news? Jennifer, yeah, I'm watching. Are they talking about us? About what we did? Oh, Jesus. I'm screwed, Jennifer. Screwed. I'm going to get locked up. What? Oh, my God, David. You are such a pussy. Calm down. This is so cool. Jennifer. No. This is a real problem. This is the United States government we're talking about. OMG. I totally just remembered this weird thing that happened today at school. So Tiff and I were talking about how famous I could get off this. And like this fucking asshole was like totally listening. And then... Jennifer! Oh! <laughs> no! What, what is wrong with you? OMG! You know what? I just realized that maybe this is a dream, David. In fact, I'm sure of it. We're in a dream. Jennifer, you're really freaking me out. I'm, I'm freaking out. This is real. This is real. We could be in real trouble if they found out it was us. Oh, well, there goes my dream theory. You know my dad's in the military? He, sh he could help. Should I tell him? No, please, God. Jennifer, no. Okay, fine. You win, you little puss. David? Yes, Jennifer. I'm pregnant. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Okay, end scene. End scene. <laughs> end scene. That was that was fun. If if you have uh, not watched the movie, you should watch it. This will make more sense. This telephone conversation is pretty funny. Okay, so now we're gonna do my script, and Alan's gonna play Jennifer. I'm Jennifer. <laughs> and I'm David. <laughs> bring bring. Are you watching the news? Yeah, I'm watching. Is that us on TV? Are they talking about us? I don't know, Jennifer. Maybe. I think so. Oh, Jesus. I am so screwed. They're going to come get me. What am I going to do? Shh. 
calm down. Just calm down. Just shh, shh. But Jennifer, I said shh. Now don't worry so much, you silly dum dum. I'm sure everything's fine. Now listen, if they were so smart, they would have already found you. They've obviously a bunch of shit brains. Yeah, but shh. Now all you need to do is throw the number away and never call it again. That's all, duh. I mean, yeah, maybe they didn't trace the call. Yeah, exactly. Maybe they didn't trace the call. Yeah. I'm sure they didn't trace the call. Now listen. Shh. All you gotta do is act like nothing happened, okay? Okay. Shh. Just shh. We're both just gonna act like nothing happened and everything's gonna be all right. Shh. Shh. Just shh. God damn, you talk too much. Don't you ever shut up. If you keep talking like this, you're going to get us both caught. Jennifer, what are you talking Shh, jeez. Now, hey, this is so crazy. Do you think I can call Michelle and tell her? No, you can't do that. Shh. How many times do I have to tell you? <laughs> Sorry. Now, stop worrying so much, silly. I'll talk to you tomorrow, okay? Bye. Click. Gonna have to kill her. And see. <laughs> that was great. I like yours a lot. Thanks. <laughs> that's fantastic. Pretty much like that's what it feels like. It's <laughs> like, oh my god, you fucking idiot. Like it's gonna, gonna, gonna be fine. And he's just like, I'm gonna have to fucking murder her. Yeah. <laughs> like she is off the fucking cuff. And she's just like, Every, we just got to act like everything's normal. Oh my God, this is crazy. Can I tell my friends about this? And you're like, what? <laughs> no, blue, no, fuck you, no. You just said the opposite. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, it's so true. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh my God. That was fun. Let's do that more. Yeah, let's definitely do that <laughs> like more. That, that was fun. If you like that, let us know. We're, we're having, we had a good time with that. We had a good time doing it. If you had a good time listening to it, let us know because we would like yeah. to be doing it. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> okay, so so after that whole thing, like Matthew Broderick's just fucking freaking the shit out. He's just like paranoid as fuck. Yeah. Like the antithesis of fucking paranoia. Well, what's... It, it's crazy too because he gets super paranoid. He like the phone rings and he picks it up and it just keeps ringing. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and, yeah. And it's like oh shit. And he like hangs it up and pulls the cord out and it like I can't stress to you enough at this point in the movie you were entering into the thriller period and mm-hmm. it's actually serious and the tonal shift is like from the hilarity of this conversation to the like seriousness of like literally this this continuation of the scene it you feel it. Mm-hmm. You're like me. Me and you both looked at each other. and We were like, "Oh fuck, this is crazy." <laughs> yeah. And then it like shows him at that Seven Eleven, and he's like walking out with his big gulp or whatever. And then like there's like a guy kind of like, like obviously watching him. And then yeah. a car just like just starts, a bunch of suits show, and up. it just like really and just fast, fucking like, ambush his ass. Yeah, and just it's like, like it's scary. Kind yeah. Of. It's like, it, it feels like in Russia, like when you just get black bagged and disappears, like in yeah, the in the, in the, the Great Terror and stuff. Been I mean, come on, yeah. But it it, it was scary. You're just yeah. like, oh it shit! It was very mob like. It was like, yeah, it was very mob like. I mean, I think that scene happened. They throw him in the van, and I was like, and then he was never seen again. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> but it's very flashy as well the way they do it. Like, there's like way too many people, and it's like, but like, I they really like they 
see him as a threat, I suppose, yeah. you know, yeah. for sure. Um, so that's when he gets taken to this like military, to the like facility. yeah, to the to the facility there. I honestly don't know why they took him there at, in in like, retrospect. I don't know why they wouldn't have taken him to a detention center because they <laughs> yeah. legitimately think he's a Russian spy and he's working with somebody. Exactly. Well, they pretty much take him to the exact spot they need to take him to for the for movie. the plot. Yeah, <laughs> and you, and the movie's good enough to where you're not questioning it. I didn't question it yeah. till just now. I legitimately <laughs> didn't question it till just now. And you're thinking about it and you're like, they probably would have taken him to like a detention facility. But like, I guess technically, their their way they're depicting it is like this is also the closest detention facility, and it's the defense council, and it's all tied in together so it makes sense movie wise for him to be there yeah and like it doesn't really fuck the people matter. who are ahead of that need to talk to this motherfucker and be like yeah. what the fuck and they're not leaving that facility because they're dealing with what they think is a russian global thermonuclear war crisis <laughs> yeah exactly um and so they put him in this little room for a, a second and then they they bring him out um uh and and the head of Like Whopper pretty much the guy who like explains oh, I can't remember his name. I can never remember his name. Daphne Coleman is Daphne Coleman Yeah, he He's like I want to have a talk with you. Come on And he like pretty much brings him into this room that just like oversees the war room and uh, like immediately David is making like all the worst, like most incriminating <laughs> like responses. Yeah. He's just like, wow, this is some setup. This is great. Like, wow, look at all this. Like, just like being way too interested and stuff. Yeah. And you're like, hey, just shut up. <laughs> shut the fuck up, Matthew. Like, <laughs> God damn it. And uh, he's just like explaining, like, yeah, that little stunt you pulled, you know, we're on DEFCON 3. We would be on. We're on DEFCON 4, but we would be on DEFCON 3, uh, except we figured out it was, uh, it was, yeah, it was you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And he's like, but normally we'd be on DEFCON 5. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And he explains it in such a way that you're, it's just like a disappointed fucking father that's yeah. going to put you in jail. <laughs> yeah. He's like, you've disappointed me, son. And in, in this family, disappointment gets you a life. Disowned. <laughs> Dis fucking owned. Dis fucking owned. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, <clears throat> it's so great. So like, uh, he, he gives him this whole speech about this, like thinking like th they had also reserved two tickets to Paris earlier, just as a joke, because he's got like, it just, he, hacked he, into he can hack he into flights and stuff because he, he was wants showing to... off to this girl. Yeah. And then, uh, they he, weren't actually going to pay for the tickets or go to Paris. Exactly. He's like, he's, he's like, like, so who are you going to Paris with? You know, like it looks it's like it, it looks like he's set up yeah, and to he, bomb America and then and leave he, the country. And, and with his like co-conspirator. Exactly. And they're like, who's your other co-conspirator? Yeah. And then the phone starts ringing and the phone's ringing and ringing and ringing. And I love this part. And uh, David goes, aren't you going to answer that? And, and then Daddy Coleman at just staring at him. And then he answers it. And he goes, and he goes yeah. yeah what <laughs> he's like he goes, yeah he's like immediately he goes, like oh yeah. shit like he goes yeah uh-huh what he turns his head like like the whole like pacing and like it's thrown off right then it's but in, like, so it's a total good. shift it's like comedy again because it's so serious <laughs> yeah then, just because he waited so long and he was being so intense in the staring at him and they're really like drawing attention to the fact like he's just staring <laughs> him down like, he's like it's almost like he 
the phone is the inter- interrogation tactic, letting it ring exactly and, like uncomfortably, and, and he like at him. he like uses it like he's smooth as hell and answers it, and then it's immediately like an important phone call, of, like some shit going yeah. down. He's <laughs> like, oh, okay, like I'll be right back. Don't touch anything. Leaves. What the fuck? <laughs> now yeah. Matthew Broderick's just in his room and by himself gets on a computer because that's the smart thing to do and logs into Joshua. And, and starts, then starts playing the game again with him. And like, well, he he starts asking Joshua, "Is like, is this a game or is this real?" real? Which is fucking it's super scary. intense. Yeah. Like, again, and the response and he, he goes, gives "What's, is, the, what's difference? the difference?" And you're like, like "Me and you were both like, this is intense as fuck. Like, this yeah, is making me feel." It shit. gives you goosebumps. Yeah. Like that. What's the difference? Like, oh my fucking god! The philosophy and like, of this movie is fucking incredible, guys. So definitely, definitely don't undersell the fact that this movie knows what it's trying to say. And try and knows what it's trying to make you feel. It's great. And then it starts it starts saying like, uh, would you like to give me use some projected kill ratios? And it's like 69% of the housing destroyed, 72 million people dead. <laughs> like yeah. it's like saying all this shit. And you're like, what the fuck? Oh, like yeah. it's like it's absolutely fucking insane. It's and, so uh, insane. And I think he starts freaking out and, or no, what does he say? Oh, he starts no, no, talking. He, he asks him about, um, he was like, the computer's like, you're a hard man to reach. And he's like, yeah. what do you mean? And he's like, your, your home computer here and you're blah, blah, blah. You, I haven't been able to get a hold of you or whatever. And he's like, where's my home computer? Like, where is this place? And he gets the address where, what turns out to be where Falcon actually is still alive. He's not actually dead. Yeah, exactly. And so that's like how he gets that information. And then he knows the only way to prove that he's not a Russian spy trying to blow up America is to find the guy who created the program and get him to help stop the program. Yeah. While he was on the computer, the secretary had seen him on the computer and was like, what the fuck? Went and told somebody. So they get his ass. And and they arrest him. They charge him. And he's like, what the fuck? I just need to talk to McKittrick. Like, I just need to talk to McKittrick. I just need to tell him. Like, Joshua's trying to, like... Yeah. Do some crazy shit. shit. Yeah. And uh, there's a little Easter egg in there. I don't know if you noticed this, but uh, Matthew Broderick thinks... um, uh, what's what's the scientist's name? McKittrick? No, no the, the scientist. Um, uh, McKendrick is Dabney Coleman. Yeah. Uh, the scientist is Falcon. So he's like... Oh, okay. Yes, so yes, yes. He, he, he's under the assumption that Falcon is still dead. Mm-hmm. Bef- this is right before Dabney Coleman brings him to his office. So right before this whole scene plays out. And he's uh, he mentions Falcon to, to, to Dabney Coleman, to McKendrick. And... Uh, He's like, uh, he must have been a brilliant man. And McKendrick said, yeah, he is brilliant, but he's kind of a pain in the ass. And it's an Easter egg or like foreshadowing to the fact that Falcon's not actually dead. And McKendrick knows that. Because of the way he oh, says the it. way he says he's he, kind he of an uses asshole. The present tense. Yeah, he didn't say he tense. was an asshole. Yeah, he says he he is like he's he's huh. stubborn, and it's like intentional. Like yeah, they, for sure, because he knows he's alive. So uh, when when Matthew Broderick finds out on the computer what the address is, he's like, "Oh, Falcon's still alive," because he remembers the way McKendrick refers to him as being still present. Yeah. In the present tense. And then he's like, I need to I didn't catch that, actually. I didn't catch it either. I was caught it when I was doing trivia on the movie. It's actually (laughs) literally a trivia. Like, it's like written out because 
a lot of people miss it because it's like a mm-hmm. really subtle like yeah oh, that's sure. how he figured out he's alive yeah <laughs> multiple watchings yeah it's a multiple watcher notice. <laughs> for sure but so so he gets uh david gets taken to a holding cell that he's been in before with this guard that is straight up out of a Wes Anderson film just from his guard for a moment. And then he turns into the, the current political cabinet, (laughs) but (laughs) he totally looks like we were saying like, just from the whole Wes Anderson thing, we were like Jason Schwartzman. Like the looks like he's got that. No, it's totally Casey Affleck. It's Casey Affleck all the way. If you fucking look at him again, Casey Affleck's not. Uh, well, he does look like Casey Affleck. No, You're he right. looks like Casey he looks Affleck. Like, but he's acting like Jason so Schwartzman. hard, but he's just acting like a like a creepy sweetie. Yeah, <laughs> to the well, secretary. The secret- that whole conversation is hilarious. <laughs> yeah. It's problematic in today's culture, but <laughs> yes. it's hilarious. Like, yeah, for sure. Oh, am I bothering you? I think yes. I, he's do like, you want me to leave? Do you want me to leave? Yes. yes. <laughs> do you want me to get my hands off your shoulders? Yes. But. Then, but like they're depicting it as like she doesn't really want him to, but she definitely. I don't think does. so. I think they're absolutely like depicting she, it like she. Definitely like, I, does. I think it starts. It's like they're flirting. Cute. Yeah, but then immediately she's like, "Get the fuck oh, away from me!" He's being like creepy. Yeah. yeah, for sure. He's being really. Creepy. And I like that's another thing. Like it's not like it's not like he's charming, but it's a charming part of the film. Like just like because it's not really. It doesn't it's not part of anything. It's just there. Like I, I love only, it. Only part of it in the sense that it's how Broderick is able to escape their sneak past him because he's like, flirting yeah, with the secretary. that's true. That's yeah. very true. So I had actually, I, I was like, while he was escaping, I was like, Jesus fucking Christ. This guy goes through so much. Like, like he's getting on computers when people are gone. He's like fucking doing shit. His escape is fucking crazy. It's, it, it solidifies his suspicion as being a, like a spy because he's doing shit that only spies would do. He's like yeah. hacking into keypads. But it's crazy. Like, like his, really... his brain can't stop. Like he's just constantly moving, which yeah. just gives him more like it just. It gives him it, so much agency. Yeah. Life. He just has so much agency in this world. <laughs> and it just tells you what kind of fucking character he is. Like he's. He just gets shit done. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. So he's looking through all the drawers. Like he's like almost in like, it's almost like it wasn't supposed to be a holding cell. It's just supposed to be like a medical checkup like yeah. room. And he's looking through all these drawers and most of them are locked except for one on top. And he figures out he can take the whole drawer out and then see what's in the drawer under it. And so he looks in the yeah. drawer under it. And he, he, and, he, and he finds a tape recorder and like some, uh, some kind of microphone. Yeah, it's like a tape recorder with microphone and then like medical forceps as well. Yeah. And then he like hooks it up to the little keypad at the door and he's like, I gotta go to the bathroom. And the guy comes in and he's like, I can't remember what he says. He says something like that. Do you really have to go to the bathroom? Blah, blah, blah. And he's like, no. But like when the guy put in the key code, like he like recorded it. it so that he can just play it back into the system. And it gives it this, the right like sounds and it interprets it as the keys being pressed. Yeah. And, and the, it, the door open. just opens. It's like how he hacks the door open. Yeah. yeah. It's and awesome. It's, it's fucking great. Yeah. I love it so I don't know much. If it's realistic or not. But <clears throat> I, it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. have no idea. 
You, who fucking knows? I, but I don't. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter at but all. I like that they showed you the process of it. Yeah, it's it's like it's just like step by step. step. Yeah, like you, they show you like the materials that they like it's found. Like the counterfeiting like, scene in To Live and Die in L.A. where you're like, I don't know if that's real or not, but it's awesome. And then you find out that it's real, and you're like, that's even more. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it's kind of like that where you're like, I don't know if that's real or not, but that was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, like even if it's not, I'm still I'm still fucking sold. Sold, yeah. Even if it's not, yeah, I'm still it's sold. Totally yeah. awesome. So he gets out of there and like locks the door behind him as well, um, and then like gets in the most like fucking spy place ever. He gets in like the utility shaft of the entire building <laughs> and, like, and is like crawling around and stuff. Goes back to the war room, yeah. which I thought was like, what are you doing? Yeah. He like gets out and immediately some guy grabs him. Cause but it was like, like a field trip out, going on. He gets out to join the group. And yeah. The and they're like, what are you doing? Get back in the group. Yeah. He's like, sorry. And then they, when he goes to get on the buses, cause they're all leaving. He looks at the guard as he's getting on the bus and he goes, see you later. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. That, he's like so cordial. Yeah. He's like, bye. <laughs> oh my God. It's so funny. Um, Oh my god! But then, yeah, now he's out. Yeah, he's out. He's like, like hot wiring telephones, <laughs> shorting out telephones so he can make calls and shit. Yeah, and um, that was that whole scene was awesome too. When he like re, <laughs> like like he breaks into the payphone and like yeah. unscrews the thing. I I don't like unscrews the receiver or the no the 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 the, the sending end of the telephone and like shocks it to till he gets a dial dial tone. And like I don't know, that was awesome. I it was, was like, awesome. Is that how you break into a fucking payphone? <laughs> like I'm gonna try that, but we don't have payphones anymore. It's 2018. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. It, it seemed pretty legit. Like I don't. Yeah, he like goes and looks for who like knows what it, what that's ground, actually like, like if that's real, real. But I bet you could look it up and find out real yeah. quick, especially now. Cool. Yeah. Oh, definitely now. Yeah. Um, but I'm well, well, he calls Ali Sheedy and he asks her to get a plane ticket so he can get to Falcon's address. Oh. And then, so that's what he does. He calls her yes. and then she's like, what the hell's going on? And he's like, just do it. And then uh, he goes to the the airport or whatever and she's left a plane ticket and he flies up to see, I think it's to Seattle or something. Um, and then she's there and she's like gone up to meet him. And then, and he's like, what the fuck? It's in Oregon. Is it? Yeah, it's in Oregon. Because they're from Seattle. Yeah, he goes to Oregon. And so he's like, what the fuck are you doing here? And she's like, you asked me to buy a plane ticket. It's only like a three-hour drive from where we live. So like, why wouldn't I come? Yeah. he's like, we're in danger and blah, blah, blah. She's like, what the fuck is going on? Calm down. Everything's fine. What are you doing? And then they see a fucking pterodactyl. they get on the, yeah, they do see a pterodactyl. Okay, so I want to talk about this. They get on the boat and they go to this island, right? They get on like a ferry, which was a whole thing on itself because they're late. They're late. Sorry. They're running. They're late for the, the ferry. And then yeah, they're running and the guy's like, oh, let them go. They're like, oh, let them come. And he's like, uh, they like run through the gate and as they're closing it and they literally have to jump onto the ship. And yeah. It's like like no they could just that. be running away from cops. Yeah. <laughs> like they, they didn't have to show a ticket. They didn't have to wait in the line. They just jumped on a boat. Yeah. So you got it. Go for it. Like, let them come, come. Open the gate. <laughs> That's so um, funny. It was funny. And then they get to this island, which I don't know why this ferry just dropped them off on some random dude's island. That's true. Like, I don't know. Understand that it was 
kind of weird. Maybe I zoned out. Maybe we missed this. Like, I mean, it could just scene. be an island. It's not his island. <laughs> he just lives on. Yeah, it. but then they get off, and they're the only ones who get off. Yeah, that's and true. then they're walking around, and then there's the fucking pterodactyl flying, and we were like, and, "Is that a bird?" And then I was like, "That looks like a pterodactyl." And then they went, and it literally looks like it's moving its head yeah, around I mean, and stuff, like and, and you're like, "What is what's, this movie now? Like, what am I? What is that? Because it looks legit. Like it yeah. looks." It's so strange. It's very weird. It throws you for such a loop. <laughs> what? Oh my god, it's so hilarious. And then it just lands and like And then Falcon. And walks then Falcon. Out. And he's like Stephen Falcon walks. <laughs> yeah. And he's like talking about he's like, you know, these these guys used to fly around all over the earth and, and not even that long ago too. You know? And then they're like, What the fuck? <laughs> We need your help. Yeah. The world's about to blow up. And he's like, oh, humans deserve it. Yeah. We all, it's going to Come happen. inside. Let me show you my dinosaur clips. Yeah. <laughs> Which is a cool sequence because it's thematically, again, it's like a thematically strong sequence where it's like the professor who has who created the thing that can cause doomsday and then has uh, grown accustomed to the idea that like human beings aren't supposed to be here anymore and we're supposed to become extinct like the dinosaurs and it's part of evolution and all this stuff and they're like that's fucking stupid and he but it's like an interesting philosophy it's an actual like it's fatalism so like it, yeah it's like a fatalist like idea like it, i mean it's interesting um that the professor would take that point of view especially considering that it was originally going to be played by john lennon yeah, that's insane. And then he got murdered, and then he's being played by someone who's definitely not. But like, John was Lennon. it like, was it like they were trying to get John Lennon, or was like John Lennon like, I'll do it? Because I feel like John John Lennon said I'll do it. That's fucking crazy, though. And they wrote it for him. Because like, how many movies was, was in John was Lennon in, in that he was playing a character? A character? None. Not that I can exactly. Think of. He's playing. I mean, he's in Help, and he's in yellow submarine and stuff but he's playing john lennon in those movies yeah but like i can see it though like being like that fucking like i mean no he's playing like a fucking asshole yeah i mean he's like like he's like i've helped create the the software or the the technology that's going to destroy the earth and i'm gonna let it like just do its thing and let it happen yeah it's it's totally weird and like the whole time, like him just saying this, I'm just like, Falcon's fucking crazy. <laughs> Falcon's like Falcon's down with the earth getting destroyed. And like, I just think about him and his pterodactyl, like having their own TV show. <laughs> we were talking about it the it's other like a night. Fatalist Mr. Rogers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, like the pterodactyl would be like the righteous one being like, I don't know. <laughs> and, I don't and Falcon's know, like, God damn it. <laughs> like, it's like, dude, he tries to start World War Three every episode. He just can't do it. These kids keep foiling his plans. <laughs> Him and his trusty pterodactyl. I would love it so much. That'd be a fun That needs show. to be like an adult swim short or yeah, something. Totally. I mean, well, let's just make it for us. Like, yeah, that's true. Um, just kidding, adult swim. But so we're getting, we're getting close to the end of this movie and we're getting close to the end of this episode so we should probably wrap this up soon but like basically they convince him to come back to which is a whole weird sequence and they're running from the helicopter oh my god the helicopter scene that goes on literally in way real in real time yeah like, it's like way too long yeah <laughs> yeah that's so funny like, that all happened i thought that they i thought it wasn't falcon i thought it was like the government found them 
And I was like, oh, the government came to pick him up. And then it's Falcon on his own private helicopter and they fly off. So they're like, oh, we're going to go rush to NORAD and we're going to save the day. And we've got Falcon with us. He can vouch for us. I'm not, we're not Russian spies. And this isn't a simulation. I mean, this is a simulation. We don't need to nuke the Russians. We don't need to start World War Three and blah, blah, blah. They, they bring him to the facility and then you get that great jeep accident which is real yeah which you can tell is real yeah and 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 you're like you're literally just watching it like oh my god oh oh my god like oh whoa go go shit like what the fucking crap (laughs) what is like literally breaking through these fences just like what the fuck do you think is gonna happen and then they like flip over and like that all actually happened they actually flipped and was not planned and they just kept it in the movie and they restaged the scene where they just get out of the jeep and they run through the tunnel into no rad which is awesomely it's the tunnel from uh uh, Foo Frame brought your rabbit in uh, the end of uh, Back to the Future Part 2. Foo Frame brought your rabbit. Foo Frame framed. Foo Framed. But yeah, so they so they get in there super easy. Super yeah, they just easy. run straight in. <laughs> they run straight into the war room. They don't yeah. have to go through a security checkpoint or anything. Yeah. Well, they drove through it all, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, but they get in there and it's like right at the last second and the general's about to like send the nukes off and then they finally convince and then they convince him not to they get falcon to convince him not to and they think they saved yeah. the day and then and they're trying to figure out like a way to like turn it off and the general which is fucking hilarious most of his stuff was improv you said it was all ad lib yeah yeah it's all, all ad lib the general is like this fucking southern country bumpkin motherfucker he's awesome and he goes i'd piss on a spark plug if it help like there's some <laughs> piss shit on a park. i'd piss on a spark plug if it help yeah. you're just like shut the fuck up leave the room yeah. get the it's, fuck out of here there's so... adults talking here we're trying to figure out how to stop the end of the world <laughs> it's so funny and, uh, the actor's name is barry corbin and he you might recognize him from no country for old men uh, he's the guy in the wheelchair mm-hmm. yeah. yeah he he has a couple other great lines in that yeah he's that he's movie. got some good ones for yeah. sure uh, that one that's was, the best one yeah. <laughs> it was just like i piss on a spark plug if it helped <laughs> you're like dude how'd you become a general dude no yeah just don't do it that. would not help no and that might kill you <laughs> That might actually kill you. Yeah, in this room? <laughs> For sure. Yeah. Um, so they finally, like, they get him to not send the missiles, and he's super relieved because he obviously doesn't want to start World War Three because he's a good fucking general. And then they think they're, they're, like, relieved, and they think it's all over, and then the computer's like, I'm going to send the missiles anyways because that's the only way to win the game. And they start freaking out because he's starting to guess the codes, and then they teach yeah. it. Well, well the he's like what is the point of this? And the computer's like to win. Yeah. And so like that sparks the idea that they're like, well, like tic-tac-toe. Well, Falcon gives that speech earlier on and it's the fatalist speech. It's like, have like, why'd you stop playing tic-tac-toe? He's talking to Ali Sheedy and she's like, I don't know. It's boring. No one ever wins. And he's like, exactly. That's what, that's what this is. No one ever wins. And then mm-hmm. Matthew Broderick gets the idea. And it's like, oh, it's in this. They start trying all the games, though. They, they get to play chess. They try to get to play checkers. And none of it's working. It's like throwing them off. Like, it's like locking them out of the system. And no one can log in. And then he's finally like, tic-tac-toe. And then it starts playing tic-tac-toe. It's playing every version of tic-tac-toe. It does every iteration. It play. Yeah, and it never wins. Mm-hmm. So that's how they get the idea uh, through that. 
to play every iteration of pretty much war they teach you that that they teach it that there are games that can that you can't win and then they have it play through the global thermonuclear war as a, like as like a quick simulation of like the outcomes yeah as it's about to send the nuclear war which is an off. amazing sequence when it's, it's just really flashing cool. well and like and it's so awesome those are practical effects and they're fucking awesome and it's all like projected onto these huge screens yeah. there's over fifty thousand feet of film they created for all that stuff and that entire room is more expensive and more technological than the actual, actual no rad room. The yeah. actual room that is actually, literally used for that. I have a quote from the director John Badam, who said that the no rad no rad uh, command center, which was the most expensive set of all time at the time that this was filmed, which is a million dollars, was essentially he said it was the no rad's wet dream of itself. <laughs> yeah, that's what he called it. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, which is that's hilarious. so awesome. Yeah. Um, it looks fucking great. What's crazy about so the computer awesome. graphics too is computer graphics weren't in color ever at that mm -hmm. time period. Um, so like it's like all these colorful graphics on the screen and since screens and stuff. And what they had to do was like basically create all the, the graphics they were going to use um, on a computer. And then they had to take still photographs of them in monochrome and they had to shoot them through color filters, like the still photographs. And they had to, basically had to take a, a, a picture of, of each, like of each graphic with each like RGB color, and they overlaid those colors in the projections, mm -hmm. so they would be these really colorful graphics. So there's all these blues and reds and, and greens and stuff in them instead of being black and white, and that's how they got it to all look like that. And it looks fan fucking. It looks fucking awesome. Yeah, but it is so much work they put it like so much fucking work they put into getting it to look <laughs> that way, and and like they didn't have. I mean, color monitors weren't a thing, so they literally had to project onto uh like screens like clear screens and stuff so the actors could see the screens as well mm, yeah it's, it's really cool like you don't see movies these days that put that much effort into a practical effect like that at all no like, it, now they're just like we'll cgi it and it's like well it looks so much better if you don't yeah for it looks sure so much better i just don't. don't understand why people don't like think you know like i don't know just have you have so much money like use it to like make something really cool, cool and like artistic yeah. instead of just being like post <laughs> like yeah. a lot of times they'll just do a post and then they'll spend the money on getting like a big name actor yeah and it's like or like, just uh, fucking pumping out trailers <laughs> yeah marketing you yeah. know like we need to market the shit out of this so like all the budget's gonna go to the marketing not the film and it's like put all the money into the film and if it's good people will know people will go see it eventually yeah, <laughs> i get it i get it it's a fucking business you got to make money in a certain amount of time like you got investors yeah. it's like it's but so please weird. make a good product we like movies and yeah we love them like, i'm sick of this goddamn last jedi bullshit <laughs> you you didn't you didn't make it very far maybe 15 minutes he tried to watch last jedi I couldn't do it, guys. Maybe I'll get through it by the next time you, you hear from us. He stopped watching it, so that's that's uh, that's a million points right there. So he's back at zero. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's me. I feel like the when I talk about Star Wars and how like much I really dislike it, I feel like the general when he goes to sniff his cigar. Okay, I'm so happy you thought of it. I was gonna. I I. I was like, ah, it's past that. We're not going to bring it yeah, up. But. I just, I love it. He's like, the way he like runs it under his nose and it's like that long ass cigar. And he's just like, he's like smirking at he's Dabney Coleman. Such because a pig. His, his points being proven by the, like all these mistakes that are happening in the, in the computer system. Yeah. And he's just like, that's how I feel kind of when I'm discussing Star Wars with people. Cause I'm just like, 
that movie, those movies are fucking garbage. Let me tell yeah. you why. <laughs> yeah. Here you go. Yeah. It's really <laughs> easy to tell you why. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so it runs through all this and, uh, it pretty much finds out that it can't win. Yeah, game. and it determines that like it's an unwinnable game, and then why yeah. even play? And then the the end quote of the movie, which really wraps everything up, is pretty much when the computer is like, "Huh, strange game. Only the only way, way to win to is play. not to play." And you're like, "Damn, damn, this really came full circle with this philosophical." That's pretty fucking theme. great. Yeah. <laughs> I loved it. <clears throat> it's fantastic. And it's got a happy ending. And the original ending was Matthew Broderick becoming the assistant to McKin- McKidrick. McKidrick. Mm-hmm. McKidrick. Yeah. Um, just like McKidrick became, uh, was Falcons. an assistant to Falcons. Yeah. So oh. that's how it originally ended, but they, they ended it with just the war room. Like everybody yeah, celebrating. It, <clears throat> that's really the end of the movie. Yeah, we didn't need that. I didn't need that. Like, it's As a trivia piece, it's like, oh, okay, that's where it would have gone. Yeah, for sure. And that's nice to know, but like I don't need to see it in the movie. Yeah, it doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. But so that's war games, guys. That's war games. So fucking We hashed that one out. That was If one you of never them. saw that movie, it's you got a pretty <laughs> yeah, good. Probably idea. Right, yeah. yeah. But um that movie's so awesome. I absolutely recommend it. I do too. I I'd highly like I totally want to watch it again. I'm definitely gonna watch it again over the next like month few months and probably the next like the next the next several years of my life I'll probably yeah for sure like that's a movie that like you like i'm gonna show people you're just like hanging out and you're like you ever seen war games yeah you guys want to watch war games yeah it's like you can like show it to anyone it's super good yeah it's it's like really watchable um and I, we didn't mention this earlier but this is the directed by john badham Badham, I think is how you bat him, or I don't know. But he directed Point of No Return, which we've done as an oh, episode yes, we did. already, which you're yeah. sure if you are longtime listeners of the show or even recent <laughs> ones, you'll probably have found it. Um, so uh, I want to say that this movie is super watchable and awesome and great. And Point of No Return is none of those things and all of those things at the same time it's so watchable it's just like not for not the quality movie. reasons yeah it's it's like it gets so fuck well we already talked about it we don't need to talk about it again yeah. but you, jesus you know christ we think about point of no return but like <clears throat> i think it's crazy to me that 10 years after he made war games he was making point of no return and the quality is so vastly different that like one's a great movie because it's a great movie and one's a great movie because it's such a bad movie mm-hmm it happens, man. Well, people I mean, make now, great now music. He's and... Supernatural and shit. So it's like obviously this guy's oh career. Oh my god, at the is top he really? The I mean, this is the guy who did Saturday Night Fever, and now he's directing episodes of Supernatural. Jesus Christ! So like, I don't know what happened. Like, I think honestly, dude, I think we're gonna have to watch more of this guy's this guy's stuff. I think I John Badham is gonna turn out to be one of our like go to guys in this. Yeah, because like we got another baddie. Yeah, I'm gonna say <laughs> the baddie episodes, baby. <laughs> We might have to do a deep dive on this guy one day. Oh my god! <laughs> like we were gonna have, we're gonna have like, you know, some great directors on those deep dives, and then you know, like John Badham, <laughs> because we keep coming back to his movies for some reason. We keep fucking finding them. Yeah, that's crazy. But anyway, super great film. Thank you everyone for listening. Yeah, thank you so much, guys. We really appreciate all the listening and the support and. Uh, we, we hope you guys are liking what we're doing. We're going to keep, we're, we're continuing to iron some shit out and like add some new stuff and try and really bring you guys some like 
new programming, some like some like really well researched stuff soon, and yeah, um, so a little more quality. Yeah, a little more quality. We're 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 trying to push ourselves forward a little bit for you guys, so you have some uh, something more to listen to than us just being fucked up and like stumbling through these movies. <laughs> so um, if you like what you hear let us know if you don't like what you hear keep it to yourself because we really don't care (laughs) (laughs) i'm just kidding but (laughs) yeah yeah a little bit little bit of criticism we'll we'll take it but calm down okay calm down all right (laughs) thank you so much for listening guys bye bye guys fuck you